Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. Stock up now. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors gear, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. If you leave the computer on. Yeah, I was getting ready for the play-by-play, and, you know, you hit a button and beep. (laughs) That's good. By the way, we were supposed to have Brendan Quinn from the Masters on the show today. Now, Brendan was one of those guys. I'll explain this because Brendan's going to join us on Monday now. He's one of those guys who uh, there was a reporter at the Masters that had been there for six days. He was covering the amateur and then stayed and then got COVID. Oh, wow. Well, there are several people Well, there are several people that came in contact with him. So through contact tracing, they got knocked out. Well, Brendan was one of those guys. Well, he's going to join us today, but then all of a sudden he got word about a quick test that they wanted him to take, which, of course, would put him back in the ballgame. So that's why we couldn't get him this afternoon. So he's going to join us on Monday for a postmortem. By the way, uh, did you hear that on CBS News, how um, people who are getting the Pfizer are, are the hot people? Because I'm getting my first Pfizer shot next week, so I must be one of those hot people. Well, you always <laughs> have been, really. I've, I've always felt you were a trendsetter. Um, I, I, I'm only going to get what Lawrence gets. Because to me, he's always been the beacon of light. Mm. Now, as Mark said, A, whether he has it, and B, which one he got. I have not heard. I no, I have not heard. Is he still in the building or usually? I don't know. I'll put my head down and see. I'm like the suit, he works late. Uh so yeah, poke your head in. I just want to know what he got. Uh but yeah, the cool people. So Brendan Quinn will join us on Monday. Rich Scarcella in the final week of Penn State spring practice will also join us on Monday. So we had to move Brendan Quinn from today to Monday. Rich Garcello will also join us on Monday. And now let's get to yesterday's somewhat controversial play-by-play call of the day. Pass to the belt. Now the one-two pitch. Breaking ball in there. Strike three call. And they're saying it nicked him on the arm. The game is over. It was called a strike initially, but then it was ruled that the ball hit Conforto. Michael gets to first base. The Mets are pounding on him, and in a very unusual scene, Don Mattingly is saying, hold the phone. We want to check this out. Meanwhile, the Mets are celebrating a 3-2 win with Conforto being hit by a pitch. That is Howie Rose on the Mets network. 
And then you look at them. I watched the replay last night at Sports Center and went, okay. Uh, Lawrence, Mr. Lawrence ended up getting Johnson and Johnson. Ah. One shot. He's done. Yeah. Uh, so you can be cool, but you have to go back a second time. Yeah, I, I'll take whatever they want to give me. The Jordan Center is going to start is going to start being a vaccination site. Ooh. And it is my understanding that at the Jordan Center, uh, Johnson & Johnson is going to be the ones being offered. Just thought I'd throw it out there. I think they say they're going to do as many as 600 a day, at least to start with. Yeah, I know. Uh, they just opened a vaccination clinic in Sealands Grove, and that's they said that they were able to do about 500 a day. So that sounds about right. Hmm. All right. So there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Now, it's interesting, you know, with football, uh the players, I mean, here, players and, uh, you know, the coaches and so forth, for the most part, they haven't had it. So, again, they're not in the category. You know, everything's being done 1A, 1B, 1C um, suit. Yeah. Suit had to be one of the first. But yeah. In fact, I, ever see the um, George Costanza on Seinfeld? Mm-hmm where he's at the kid's birthday party and something happens. He starts throwing kids out of the way so he can get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the suit. All right, so... Uh... <laughs> get out of the way! I want my vaccine! <laughs> get out of the way! Uh, but you're you a 12. I'm 1A! <laughs> the, the, the A's not a 2. <laughs> All right. So there you go. That's... Uh... So I'm glad Mark's all set. Um, and I think I think Kevin's had it, right? Kevin's had the shot. I'm not sure either. I, that, that, I mean, Kevin had it. Right. You know, Kevin yep. had it. You know, actually had it, but that was months ago. Yeah, that was uh, late last uh, summer. Yeah. I wonder if he has antibodies. See, that's the one area I wish that that my question would be, if I had a question, my question would be as follows. Shouldn't we be tested for antibodies to see if we have that first before we take the shot? Just, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe that's a bad question. I think it's a good question. I mean, I would just like to know if that is... Um, a legitimate question to ask. Now, it, shouldn't we be tested for antibodies to see if we have antibodies? Thus, would that mean we wouldn't need it? We've got, because we've I, we've got a guest on here, Steve. Mark Lawrence is, is live. I love there how you, go, you I love how you say I work later than Kevin, and I'm still here. <laughs> Thanks a lot, of my course lovely. You're still here. <laughs> That's okay. funny. Yeah, Kevin has antibodies. He's trying to sell them on the open market. There's an eBay well, ad. For... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Her has always been a for-profit operation. <laughs> high bidder right now. The high bidder is the American Red Cross. Apparently, they have. <laughs> deep pockets. Yes. 
so you you got Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. And had relatively few issues over twelve hours. Yep, just next afternoon. That was about it. That was it. Good. And that, by the way, is what is being offered. Uh, supposedly, Johnson & Johnson wasn't being offered many places, but my understanding at the Jordan Center, where they've opened up a vaccination site, that is what's being offered here. So, you know, I know over at uh, the Mount Nittany Middle, uh, Middle School here, it's Pfizer, but it turns out Johnson & Johnson's the one at the Jordan Center. So. It's a little bit surprising because Johnson and Johnson, there's only like a million to start out with. So it's easy to store and transport. I guess maybe that makes it uh, advantageous for that site. That's why I was surprised by it, Mark. I was surprised when they said it was Johnson and Johnson. Now, on a college campus, that makes complete sense. In other words, the, uh, the opportunity on a college campus area, if you are now vaccinating, what's April 19th? It's, what, anybody 16 and older? Does that sound right? Yeah, it's anybody, right? It's everybody. Yeah, yeah, everybody. On a college campus, the idea of vaccinating college-age students and telling them they only have to go one time is really good. Mm -hmm. Well, and you said something about Major League Baseball and the Phillies. What What is Major League Baseball's rule about getting a vaccine eventually when you can? The Major League Baseball's rule is simple. Okay, there is no rule on it, and you're not allowed to cut the line. Uh, so, uh, you know, if uh, you happen okay. to be now say, you know, would say you're a player that is, let's just say you're a, a player that's a type two diabetic. Okay, you're a one A. You can go right now. Right. If you're somebody that's completely healthy, you don't fall into the category until your category comes up. So Major League Baseball is not getting, here we go, we have lots of vaccine for all the Major League Baseball players, go for it. You have to fall in line. And Major League Baseball and other sports have been, hey, look, we shouldn't be jumping the line. We think it's wrong wrong to jump the line uh, out of privilege. Uh, So they'll, and for Major League Baseball, once you're allowed to get it, they are encouraging them to get it, but they are not mandated to get it. That's why they put the 85% threshold on teams that protocols get massively eased once 85% of the players have had vaccination. Now, the NBA did a bubble, but did they have a vaccinated bubble, or was it just no. an un- Okay, so it was an unprotected no. bubble. All right. Un- unprotected, not a vaccinated bubble, because the vaccine was not out yet when they, when they played. Oh, the vac- okay. the vaccine did not. Yes, the va- well, the vaccine when the, even when they finished the vaccine was not out was not officially out till about four weeks after the NBA finished. Oh, okay. So same thing. Same thing with hockey. So that's why they had to wait. Now, once the time comes up, they'll be and they're allowed to be there. NBA players, Major League Baseball players, there'll be examples of individuals getting vaccines, just like the president and vice president got their vaccines in early January. As an example to the country, right? Right. President see, Trump is advocating now. Yeah. Former uh, President Trump. Right. Uh, but, pre- but President Biden, when he was president-elect, got his the first week of January, as did Vice President Harris, to show everybody, hey, look, I'm taking it. It's safe. And then you, you, you go from there. You'll see athletes doing the same thing, I think. Uh, that you know, Once they're el- eligible to be in the line, they'll do it to show everybody, hey, look, I'm doing it. You should, too. When I saw Bucknell and Susquehanna both are planning to do on-campus study this fall without virtual learning or remote learning, still distancing, and they may have masking, that, that remains to be seen, but no vaccination requirement, as some schools have announced. 
Rutgers is going. Rutgers has, believe it or not, a vaccination. You have to be vaccinated to be on the Rutgers campus starting in the fall. That's Penn, I was going to say, that's, that's interesting because I was told that because it was an emergency authorization, you couldn't necessarily require that. I know in my other life uh, for camp, we aren't able to require it for our employees because it was an emergency authorization. Once it is no longer emergency authorization, then you can require it. Rutgers is going to require it from what we understand. and But here at Penn State, no. Uh, the goal is to go to back to in-person, on-campus learning in the fall all the way through. That doesn't mean that uh, – look, I've taught in person the entire time. I taught in person in the fall from late August until Thanksgiving. And then the last three weeks it was mandated we had to be on Zoom. The first month of the spring it was mandated that we were on Zoom. As soon as we got to February 12th, I started teaching in person again. Now, how many students do I have in my class? I have 16. Uh, I have had as many as 14 of the 16 in class. I've also had times where I've had nine or ten on Zoom at any given time, but I'll freely admit that some of that is I woke up late. <laughs> do you have a so, uh, will you I'm have a mixed Zoom. class when you do that? Some are on Zoom and some in person. Yeah, okay. I do every every class. Which, if you're like so me, what? Steve, with my class at Susquehanna, it's difficult to do both. It's easy. I, it's easier to do either one way or the other, but trying to do hybrid is is. Uh, I've I've had no issue with it. Uh, I have a I have a they have a desktop in the classroom with a camera, so I'm able to log in and I have my own personal Zoom account, so I don't have to go through and the students don't have to go through, you know, a, a password and things like that. You know, you just click in your home free, okay. And I just set the camera up, and it's in such a way where everybody can see me. And also, the students that are online, when they speak, it goes through uh, the uh, the audio system in the room. So everybody in the room can hear the person speaking on Zoom. Well, so it's more like a video conference set up, less so a presentation, per se. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yep. I've been to meetings like that, and it is a breeze, but particularly since the audio that you're generating from your computer ends up in the PA, on the PA, in the room, and yep. over, over the lines. Yes, so. and that's exactly So that's how it works. So when a student online has a question, hey, Steve, the person in the back row can hear them as if they're sitting right next to them. Okay. So it really is like having. Now, the key for them is they have, I'm a project-based class. So they have to hand in audio projects. They've done four so far. They have one to go. They have to still find a way to do that project, which may mean them going into a studio to do it, or if they have enough equipment on their laptop, they can do it. But they still have to do that. And then I then they get their grade from there. So that's the only area where I think they need to make sure they've got their P's and Q's set. Is I I strongly recommend to them that you guys better find yourself a a studio to do some of this to give yourself the best shot at sounding great. Now, when they're on Zoom, do you see their face? <laughs> some I do. Every once in a while, I'll make everybody uncover it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, for the most part, I'll look over at Zoom and I have either the student's picture of which I make fun of it. I know you're surprised by that. Mm. Uh, uh, the student's picture, 
or just one of those cartoon character <laughs> Zoom pictures that they have. I'll, I'll look over and think, what the heck? I'll, I'll give you a really good one. Sandy Barber sent me a text. She's the uh, vice president for intercollegiate athletics at Penn State. She sent me a text. It was back in, I don't know, it was November. And she says, Steve, you'll love this. We had a campus staff meeting this morning at 730. And she showed me, sent me a, a screenshot of her computer screen. And it was all just names there and nobody <laughs> <laughs> nobody in person <laughs> nobody. so I, I i told her i was teaching class i'm teaching class one day and i had this kid i, I won't give you his last name i'll just give you his first name his first name is dj and it was and th- at this point it was all on zoom so this was at the end of the semester so everybody had to be on zoom at one point, I had a question I wanted to pull the students on to get their feel as to when a project should be due because of the schedule with the holidays. So I said, let's just go through the room. You know, and so, I'll, you know, Chad, you know, you know, would you rather have it this day or this day? And Chad gave his answer. I said, Mark, what do you think? Right. Then I got the DJ. No answer. <laughs> okay. So I skipped. So I skipped. Then I went and I went all the way through. So I finished up class, and I said, "Everybody, we're all done. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll talk next Monday, and the project will be due when I gave the date." And everybody click, 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 click. Everybody clicked off except for DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, "DJ, DJ, DJ." And I said, "DJ was never there." <laughs> oh, he was never, never was He's there. Never, now the first time I did Zoom, and I've told this story. This story I've told on the air before. First time I did Zoom, Mark, was obviously March of last year. I'd never heard of Zoom, let alone used it. Okay. I'm waiting as I log in, hoping, gee, I hope this works. I don't know. I've never tried it. (laughs) Well, the class was at 8 o'clock in the morning, and about two minutes before 8, the first young person logs in and he turns his camera on he's laying in bed with the covers up around his head with his iPhone (laughs) and I'm thinking oh my goodness this is going to be a disaster well it turned out everybody else in the class was either in a living room, a dining room, or whatever. This was the only kid that was laying in bed. That's funny. (laughs) With his camera, thinking, oh, this is great. I can't wait to teach like this. i got to do this all the way to the end of April into May? Are you kidding me? Great. Just make sure he keeps the the view narrow. We don't want to see anything else in the room at all. (laughs) (laughs) Covers and pillows. That's it. Uh, I I shook my head. And if I could have handpicked any person to do it in the class, he was the guy. <laughs> so, all the, and, and one of the youngsters in the class, Chad, you know, is Kyle Smith. Yes. All right? And I know Kyle's going to be helping us out here with a couple of things at WKOK from what I understand. So yep. that's cool. Very cool. And you'll love him. Awesome. Hey, we did, Mark, 
Oh, I, every minute I get to spend with you, my friend, I, I cherish it. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm very glad to talk to you. Thanks for making it interesting for everybody that's out there that's not a sports fan. This this is an interesting conversation. As you have some great uh, crossover into great news and human topics every day, we appreciate that. Um, thanks, my friend. Your show is uh, just going great. Uh, great guns. I love it. So great job. Uh, we need to take a break. It's great to have Mark on the show today. That was a lot of fun uh, for me personally. Uh, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. All right, final half hour and brother's going to be on. Thanks to Mark Lawrence for being on the show today. Ah, the suit. Only he would attempt to sell antibodies. You know, it's, it's a public health crisis and some people have the ability to make money. Just remember, a quick note to Doug, all you have to do early in the show is call Fordham Fordham once. It'll mentally screw him up for two and a half hours. All right. (laughs) Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. The weather is screaming at all of you to get some slushies. They have six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And privileged to be in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. It is a great time to go out to the lot and start dreaming a bit. And then make the dream come true. You'll have a great sales staff that will work with you to make the dream come true. You say, ah, I need a new car. Boy, I'd like to get a beauty. Yeah, and something that fits your budget. And they have great pre-owned inventory, Ford, Lincoln, Kias, Hyundais as well for new inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Chad, you now have the privilege of talking to the king. I know. I, I don't get to do it often, but he is here. He says the weather's nicer there than we have today. What up? Uh, you have to remember... That with him, it's always sunny. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ever see that? <laughs> uh, I've seen. Uh, I, I saw it once or twice. Uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's got to grow yeah. on you. But it's pretty good. 
It's kind of like this show. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of, kind of has to grow on you. An acquired taste. We're in our 10th year now. We're in our 10th year. We've grown on people. <laughs> so, who's winning the Masters? Well, it was Justin Rose, and I think yeah, it still that's is what Justin I heard Rose. when I was driving around, and he wasn't doing too good. So. Uh, he bounced back. He and bounced he, back. He ended up shooting three even. three in a row, and then I had yeah. to come back in here. So. Yeah, he um, he's at seven under. He has a two-shot lead over Mark Leishman and Jordan Spieth. All right, Jordy. Uh, so Spieth. So Spieth's in there. Justin Thomas bogeyed 18. He's three shots back. Did you see how Jordan Spieth won the Greater Hartford Open a couple years ago? Yeah, with the the, uh, chip out of the sand on 18. Yeah. (laughs) My wife, (laughs) who doesn't follow sports at all, jumped right out of the chair. I'm like, hey, dude, what up? (laughs) It's like, wow. She she loves Jordan Spieth. She just wants to see him win. That's it. And And then there is Bryson DeChambeau. He He has moved up 41 spots. Wow. After shooting a 76 yesterday, he stood on the 6th tee today at 5 over par. He wow. then made 7 birdies and only 1 bogey the rest of the way, and he is now, after shooting a 67, at 1 under par, and he's only 6 shots back going to the weekend. I heard that he is the hardest golfer to golf with. He takes forever to hit the ball. Oh, that's that's absolutely that's an absolute fact. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that at Augusta National, a major tool that he likes to use on the greens he can't use. Augusta that? National, they give you you can buy and I could buy it for any course I play. So if I want to play Susquehanna Valley Country Club or I want to play the Penn State Blue Course, you can buy a green reading book. And it's digital. But you can buy a green reading book that tells you every angle on the green. And the PGA Tour allows the pros to have it. There's only one place that doesn't. Augusta National. Because Augusta National, Augusta National will not allow anybody to laser the course. Wow. So you that, have to go I, out. I would love to see that course go there. I had... A chance to go five, six years ago. Yeah. And Jack Cam and I were going to go with a couple of other guys, and there was a plane problem. Oh. That's a good reason not to go. Brutal. Out of thumbed. Was it mechanical or a problem? It was mecha- it, it was me- no, it was mechanical. It was mechanical. Oh, geez. Well, you probably wouldn't be here right now if you went, so it's a good thing, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure, you want to look at it that way, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I've had some hair. I was landing. Remember when I lived in Ohio? Yeah. Remember that, Marietta? Yep. And I flew home. I mean, I, I flew, and then I had to land in Parkersburg, West Virginia. And in West Virginia, the... Parkersburg, the, the runway was on a mountain, 
and yeah. it was short. And the guys coming down, right? And the U.S. Olympic boxing team was on the plane, and I would sit oh. with one of the guys' grandmother, and I look yeah. at her and I say. Shouldn't the nose be up when we're landing? <laughs> she said, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> we come uh, down and we hit the runway, and boom, and the guy floors it and takes off again. Yeah. Uh, my heart's well, still sitting on that mountain. I thought we were dead. So. Well, yeah, the old friend Matt Gaudio was in the Parkersburg area. Uh, fabulous player here, great guy. Uh, yep. But. One time I'm at, I'll give you two stories. One deals that I've told before, but I'll retell it. But I remember one time we're in Toledo, and they said we have to de-ice the plane. Okay, fine. Been through that a million times. And they come out with a garden hose. I thought to myself, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking around. I, I, I'm thinking, don't say a word. Don't get everybody panicked. But I'm looking around. The Home Depot bag. Oh, this is, I thought, this is just the lowest. A garden hose. The guy's out there. I mean, it looks like, he, looks like he's spraying the lawn. <laughs> now, this one, now, this one I've told before, but I'll, I'll tell it again. Penn State wins the 2005 Big Ten Football Championship at Michigan State. So this is Michael Robinson's team. And so the trophy's on the plane. We get on the plane. We're flying back. Now we're coming into land. Now, how many times in my lifetime have I landed at the University Park Airport? All right. I mean, hundreds. I mean, I mean hundreds. <laughs> okay. So so you get used to it when you're when you're coming in from the north, which is what we were. All right, Belfont, Cybert Road, Rock Road, five buildings, blue lights, land the plane. Okay. Well, now we're coming in, and it's Belfont, Cybert Road, Rock Road. <laughs> and, and Dr. Wayne Sebastianelli, my old friend, was sitting across the aisle from me. And Wayne will freely admit to you, he's not the best flyer in America. Okay. And he looks at me and goes, Geez, Steve, we're coming in fast. I said, no kidding. <laughs> and all of a sudden we go, boom, we hit. And we went back up in the air. And we're starting to float down the runway. And then, boom. And then, finally, and of course, the big tough football players. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Can you blame them? They're human. Right. Yeah. Now, now, keep in mind, there are 8,000 people waiting for the team in Rec Hall for a celebration of the Big Ten Championship. We're supposed to bust from the airport over there. And, and Joe's looking around saying, is everybody all right? Everybody's okay. <laughs> we get on the bus. We went in there. Nobody in the building ever know, knew we went through it. So then, okay, now, two weeks later, I had to fly to Texas A&M. And there was a guy named Carl who works at the FBO. And so I'm going through the charter area, and I said, hey, Carl, hey, hey, have a great one. If I don't see you before the holiday, Merry Christmas. And he says, hey, Steve, I hope this flight's better than your last one. I said, oh, yeah, that was a beauty. He said, wasn't well, he? He looked at me. He says, you wouldn't believe it. We were sitting here watching it. You hit the back, okay? You hit the back, the tail. Sparks flew off the back. You bounced in the air about 50, 60 feet. You floated down the runway 300. 
And then, boom, he smacked it again, and sparks flew off the back of the plane. He finally landed. We look at it like, oh, my God. Wow. Two months later, two months later, we all get an email okay, from the National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB. It was labeled a crash. Now, the best line was the opening line. 108 people on board all survived. I'm thinking that's a good start. Right? It, it turned out, it turned out he did $3 million damage to the aft fuselage of the plane on that landing. Wow. What caused Yeah. What uh, caused he, it, uh, Speed and came in too fast. Uh, speed. The speed he came in with, and also uh, he, he was trying to cut through wind, so he came in faster, but he came in too high, and then he, for the lack of a better term, this is not going to be the correct term, but I'll use this that people can understand. It was like a vertical landing. Wow. Hey, I won't fly. I make parts for the FAA. But I'm not an FAA repair station. I do it for a FAA repair station shop. And a few years back, we made all these stainless steel brackets for a company called Bombardier. And, I mean, there was like a 1,000 of them. And they supplied all the material. Then the guy comes in one day with three sheets of what's called Inconel. Inconel 625, which is... A stainless steel, but a high nickel stainless, high temperature stainless, incredibly expensive, will stand up to, you know, a lot of heat that stainless steel won't stand up to. He said, you got to remake every part. I said, what happened? He said, we've been using the wrong material. I said, tell me, I said, there's no comparison between these two metals. And tell me the other parts are not in the planes. He said, they're in the planes. I'm like, oh, my God. You wouldn't believe some of the stuff that goes on. Uh, so then the guy asked me, calls me one day and says, hey, can your welder pass a drug test? I said, I don't know. Let me go out and ask him. He <laughs> says, if you give me three weeks, I can't. Great. <laughs> I said, that's good. I gave up back on the phone with the guy. He says, well, can you pass a drug test? I said, yeah. He said, then you take the test. I'm like, oh, my God. That's what's going on, people. <laughs> just, you know, just so you it, know, okay, usually being on radio, we are not a cause of injury to anybody. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us on the show today. Chad's here. King's here. I'm here. Lawrence is here. Nobody knows where the suit is. Although we do have a couple of text messages from local authorities, they apparently have them under surveillance. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so Matt told me there's this fancy trivia music to play, and I couldn't find it. So we'll have to oh, go with thing. it. Oh, well, we'll just have to somehow make do without it. I, I did find a sports trivia question or two for you. So Oh, good. Well, then you can go first. All right. Let me get my 
My, uh, okay. So, who was the first person, uh, athlete, who was the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year for the second time? They haven't had too many repeaters. Who did it for the second time first? I will vote for Muhammad Ali. I'll vote for Tiger Woods. One of you is correct. It's Tiger Woods. Way to go, Kevin. Yeah. Right. He was, Tiger Woods. He was named Sportsman of the Year in 1996 and then again in 2000. Tiger Slam. Yeah. Oh, he slammed. <laughs> He's in pretty rough shape. He thought he was in Florida. When he woke up in the hospital, he thought he yeah. was in Florida. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I don't know. I heard that road. I heard a girl the other day say the road that he came down is notorious for accidents. That, that It's like the road comes right up on you. And if he was going fast, there's no way he could have um, made, the, made the turn. I don't know. Well, they got to let it well, go. People are trying to find some fault in it and just let it go. The police. Well, he was going what? Eight, they said he was going eighty-four to eighty-seven, mm-hmm. and that he hit the tree at seventy-five. Wow! Lucky he's alive. I mean, well, he, lucky he's alive. Also, lucky that that's a busy road. There was no yeah. traffic coming the other way. He didn't hit anybody else. Yeah. I think he was. Uh, I don't know. We'll never know the whole story. No, and, uh, he doesn't no. even remember the get nope. being there. So, nope. That's that. People got to let it go. You know, I hate all the people want to. You know, he should. He had to be stoned. He had to be. Well, you don't know. So shut up. So, but what's the national sport of Canada? Lacrosse. See, you want to say hockey, but I don't think it is. Uh, I'm going to say rugby. Steve was right, lacrosse. Darn it. Thought I had you. Hey, Steve-O, you're up. All right, Indiana um, won the national championship in 1976 as the last undefeated team. All right, the last undefeated team. Before them, who was the last undefeated team to win a national championship in college basketball? Chad? Who was the one? Uh, Mark Lawrence was talking to me when you were beginning of your thing there, Steve. Who was the first the one you just said? Okay. The last undefeated team to win a national championship was Indiana, 1976. Okay. Who was the last team before them I'm gonna say, to win the NCAA two? I'm going to say UCLA. I will also say UCLA. You are correct. UCLA. Ding, 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 ding. Wow, two for two. It's going to be a, a good people, night. A lot of people thought it would be NC State. Right, and NC State went thirty and one. Oh, John Wooden's teams were dominant. Oh, yes. 
over that's of all in fact the only team that beat them that year was UCLA they beat them 84 to 66 in St. Louis in like I don't know the third game of the season Uh, then they had a rematch and it went double overtime and NC State won it (laughs) what a team that was David Thompson what a team yeah David Thompson a great player his son is the one on the um, Golden State, right? No, that's no, that's Michael Thompson's son. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, Clay Thompson's Michael Thompson's son. Michael Thompson went to uh, Minnesota and was yep. the first overall pick in the draft. Oh, okay. Yep. Me be wrong. Okay, Chad, you're up. Okay, here you go. You you both know Lee Corso, right? heard of him has he's been on the, we, I've had him on the show before yeah um, he has he played here to the shop buy a metal so um, he played <laughs> played college football in the mid 50s he attended Florida State he roomed with another notable Florida State player Seminole player who had gone to be a famous actor who was his Her Reynolds wow. Her Reynolds you are correct Her Reynolds <laughs> Not fair, Chad, because that was a question that we used before. Ah, <laughs> see. Okay. We're not that smart. I thought that was fascinating. He yeah. talks about it all yeah. the time on game day. So. All right, guys. That was fun. Al Gore's, here's one. Who was Al Gore's uh, roommate at uh, Harvard? Tommy Lee Jones. All right. Yeah, um, yeah there we go. <laughs> we got to get a life, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> great to have you with us today, Chad. Great job. Thanks. Good to be with you again. Our thanks to Mark Lawrence. Our thanks to the King. It was fun. To- nice talking to you, Chad. Good to talk to you. Today's show's been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up now after you stop by Sunbury Motors and get yourself a new vehicle. On News Radio, News Radio 1070 WKOK.